three beers a piece for each of my co-workers. I think a man working outdoors feels more like a man if you can have a bottle of suds. Suds, <laughs> Well, 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 if it isn't the Suds cast beer reviews and attitudes, it's me, the bronze boy of the pod, DC Thompson. And sitting across from me, as always, we've got the golden girl herself. Britt? We got Britt over there. Britt, did you ever watch the Golden Girls? No, I didn't. Really? Yeah. Really. Oh. Well, my follow-up question to that was, what was your favorite Golden Girls yeah, I song? guess you should have checked that out first. Okay, well, um, just say, what was that one? The Blanche? Old, yeah, there was Blanche. Who was the one? It's that old actress that ever... Betty White. Just say Betty White. I thought that was an Olympics reference because the Olympics are on. Well, there's actually double meaning, so it kind of is also an Olympics, although we really need to be careful how many times we say the Olympics because we don't get, want to get sued by the IOC. Okay, Britt, well, what's your favorite sporting event that's taking place at the Summer Games? Uh, ooh, I like the gymnastics. I like the swimming. I like the diving. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. You like diving? Yeah, I think it's cool to watch them dive. What about like basketball, soccer? No. I mean, they have real sports there now. Well, basketball... We watch enough basketball in the NBA, so don't need to see it. Same with soccer. Soccer's on, like, all year round, so I find I don't need to watch it. Mm-hmm. But you never get to watch gymnastics. You never get to watch diving. What else did I say? Swimming. You never get to watch any of that stuff normally. I guess it's, some of it's on, but we're not watching it, so that's what I like. You know, there's new sports this year. There's going to be, like, skateboarding and stuff. That's happening this year? Yeah, and surfing. Surfing's this year? Surfing's this year, yeah. Where are they doing the surfing? In Japan. Somewhere, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. But anyway, it's there. You better check your facts. Britt, as usual, we're recording from inside the 5-8 studio just above Suds Brewery in Guelph, Ontario. Can you tell all the people how to get in touch with the podcast, please? Sudsbeercast at gmail.com or find us on the gram suds underscore cast at suds underscore cast on instagram and then everyone while you're listening to this you're just going to want to go ahead and pull out your your iphone or your samsung phone or what other kind of phones are there Britt? google yeah your google phone and you're going to want to open your app it's already open because you're listening to the podcast on it you're going to want to hit that subscribe button on the suds cast and auto download so you never miss an episode there you go took the words right out of my mouth (laughs) just faster Britt, we have a his and hers episode today, and just wanted to check in with you and ask, you know, how's your summer been? So far, so good. A little rainy. It has been a fair Got bit of rain. All of our camping trips under our belt. We're done camping for the season already, even yeah. though it's what I don't know, August, July. We finished the camping. Uh, so I guess the rest of the summer is just sit back, relax. We're officially. Sit back, relax, double vaxxed. Yeah, we're post, we're fully vaxxed now, both of us, so that's a good feeling. Now, as I mentioned in my intro, I'm the bronze boy, and you're the golden girl, so how that, how's that tan coming? I mean, I think I, I think I'm beating you in the tan department. I don't know about that, but... Well, we're about even, maybe. I do wear a few more tank tops than you, so... It's a hot vax summer. Yeah. Speaking of Golden Girl, Golden will be a bit of a theme in the episode here, Britt. It might come up a few more times in the ep. So I think we should just, as Britt fights off a gigantic yawn, let's, without further ado, crack a brew. 
Go for it, Drew. Your turn. Oh, okay, I'm going to crack it. All you right, crack, here we you go. Pour. So the first beer we have in the episode is Strength in Numbers Golden Ale from Jackass Brewing Co. Britt, this is the first beer from Jackass that we've done on the pod. We had their beers at Christmas, I think. And yeah. And pretty s- pleasantly surprised and happy with them. Yeah, I stopped in there. We picked up a couple of brews. They had a couple of holiday-themed sours. This Golden Ale is pouring... Well, gold, I guess you could say. Good yeah. head retention. Cheers. Cheers, Britt. Strength in Numbers Golden Ale from Jackass Brewing. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. So it's this, gold? Yeah, it is gold. It's like a pale gold. This beer is 5% ABV, and Jackass Brewing is located in Cambridge, Ontario, so just down the highway from us. And how much? This can, tall can, is $4.25 at the brewery. That's pretty good. So, Britt, as you're kind of admiring the label there, Mm -hmm. you'll notice that um, this beer is actually produced in conjunction with Portraits of Honor, which is a a charity organization that is, quote, dedicated to the honor of our Canadian military and first responders and to the memory of our fallen. So kind of like a military uh, sort of connection with this brew. Cool. Cool. What does it say on there, Britt? There's a donation when you yeah, buy Yeah, so with your purchase, we donate 15% towards PTSD. So I don't know if that means organizations that help people with PTSD. Yeah, it wasn't really clear on there. Are you sure Portraits of Honor is a charity? Yeah, so I went on the Jackass website and checked that out, and there is a link to a charity called Portraits of Honor, and they actually, uh, there's an artist that does portraits of... Uh, men and women in the military and first responders who have died during service. So they actually paint uh, portraits of them. Because PTSD wouldn't be portraits of honor, like a short form. No, it's post-traumatic stress disorder. Right. So yeah, I'm not really sure what the connection is there. I guess it doesn't matter. They're donating funds to something that's probably supporting Canadian forces and first responders. Yeah, so kind of an odd amount, 15%. So if you buy this roughly in the math, that works out to about 63 cents per can, thereabouts. So not too bad. No, most places do 50 cents a can. 50 cents, so slightly more than that. So that's pretty good. How does it taste, Britt? It's pretty good. It's nice. It's light. Yeah. It's pretty crisp. It's not like a crazy flavor, but it's kind of nice to have something that's a bit more basic for a change. Yeah, I think a golden ale, I mean, it's a traditional kind of British style of beer. I think it's sort of similar to the pale ale in a sense. Yeah, I think it's kind of nice to see some of these breweries doing something a bit more plain and simple. Yeah, it actually reminded me of the golden ale that I had um, from the Granite Brewery uh, and Tidehouse. A right. few weeks ago, yep. a few episodes ago, we had them on the podcast for their peculiar, but they had a golden ale as well, and they specialize in making British style ales. So this is kind of in the same vein. Now the golden ale is like a little bit malt forward, whereas a pale ale, most people would think, has maybe a bit more hop okay. flavor. This doesn't really have. Yeah, any it's hops. good. I mean, I have to say, sometimes I go to the fridge to grab a beer, and it's like I don't want a sour beer. I'm just not in the mood for that. Right. Even yeah. if you go to a brewery alone to get something it's hard to find something just plain because sometimes i just don't want like flavor isn't the right word because this is good even though it's not flavor Mm -hmm. right but it's like you just want something you just want a beer yeah this is a beer that's for sure um pretty malty but like still light um 
not too, too heavy, but a little bit heavier than like a lager would taste or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah. I have to say it's making me feel a bit thirsty. Hmm. Interesting. But most beers tend to make you feel a little thirsty, I think. They're not always thirst quenchers. Well, I think it's because this one's probably a little bit sweeter. Maybe than, that's it. Than a lot of like kind of normal ales that you'd have. Now, Britt, Jackass Brewing. Yeah, there's a fly buzzing around the studio space, and it's really troublesome. <laughs> it's driving me nuts. Do you think we could get it with something? Yeah, it's stuck like here what? on the mic. I don't know. Do we have a magazine or something? Oh, no. here we go. Let me see if I can get it. Nope, didn't get it. <laughs> Just ruined the mic. <laughs> Almost broke the mic. Well, it was worth it. Okay, had I would have gone. Had I would have gotten it, it would have been worth it for sure. Now, Britt, Jackass Brewing, a little bit of a risque name jackass brewing i'm not sure if you've noticed uh recently brit but we have a child now right and this is something we're gonna have to deal with which is we gotta start watching those swears you know we don't want sud's baby out there cussing up a scene at daycare yeah i'm not as concerned if you do a swear if you're saying like oh we're going to jackass brewery Okay, okay, fine. It's more if you're like, Brit, you're a jackass. That's when it becomes a bit more problematic. So it's like, it's okay if it's an adjective, but it's it's okay it's, if it's a noun, like a place. Yeah. But not if it's an adjective used to describe it. Right, because I think if you say like, we're going to jackass brewing, brewing she's not going to put it together that that's a bad word. Right. Now that brought me to an interesting thing, which we're going to do here, Brit, a little bit of a game. It's... Are these swear words or not? Because we have to kind of, you know, there's a line. I think growing up, I kind of realized there was a line of like, this is a swear word. This is not a swear word. Mm -hmm. And as you got a little bit older, you're kind of allowed to say more swear words. And so I got a list here. We're going to go through them. The first one I have pretty similar to jackass brewing. I mean, jackass is a donkey, right? Like that's traditionally where that comes from. I guess. So when you call somebody a jackass, I mean, even the logo for jackass brewing is a donkey skull. So maybe that one's a bit okay, but the first one I have here on the list, similar, similar vein, arse. Well, A, no one says that. I know, but so could we start? Could, you know, is it acceptable to start saying that? No, because I think it's the same problem, is you only use that to call someone that. Right. That's when the swears become a prop. That's when kids realize the power of that word. Like, Drew, you're such an arse. Next thing you know, we're getting calls because she's calling other kids arses. Right. <laughs> but would anybody even know that that's a swear because well, it's such an old term? obviously they would know. Okay, so arse is out. Okay, what about this next one? Damn. Damn, not worried about it. Not worried about damn. No, because A, I never say it. Okay. Because it's also one where it's like, you could be like, you could be like, damn, like that hurt. Or you could be like... Damn, that's a sweet lowrider. I think you'd more likely say damn it. Yeah, damn it. Okay, what about damn it? Is damn it no good? I'm not worried about that word. Okay, so damn, damn it, we're fine with that. I'm just going to put a little check (laughs) check mark beside that one and put an X beside ours. Okay, Britt, the third one I have here, pissed. Yeah, whatever. Oh, wow. So we're good with pissed. I mean, she's going to hear the words. So, but again, that's not something that you and I say that often. Yeah, I know. But so what I'm saying is we need to start, should we be supplementing these kind of quasi-swears for real swears? I think say? it's not so bad if you're using the word like, I'm so pissed off because this happened. Okay. 
that's not so bad. Right. Because it's not name calling. Right. That's the the issue becomes name calling. And I guess the F word is right. bad because that's like the harshest swear. Okay. Well, we might get to the F word here. I'm moving along. I'm going to put a check mark beside pissed. Okay. So the next one I have. This one may be a little bit more risque. Dickhead. Yeah, probably not. That one's no good? Well, then this is an awkward conversation of what is, what does that mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, you know, it's kind of like, mm, it's a bit of a gray area now. I would never say that anyways. Okay, I'm going to put an X beside dickhead. I don't like that word. Well, it's also very descriptive. It's like you can really only use that as an adjective to describe yeah. somebody. You can't be like, dickhead. Right. I slipped off my bike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although you could, which would kind of be funny. But anyway. Okay, Britt, this is the last one I have. Bastard. No. No, we can't say bastard? No. Okay. But see, bastard, it's like, it's kind of rooted in real, it's like a I real I know, but word. it has like, I don't think she needs to know that word because she is one, so. Right. I guess she is a <laughs> bastard. And we've talked Do about that Do you say before. that, though, if it's a female or is it just for ma- male? I think it doesn't matter. I don't think it's gender specific. Okay. I think there's probably a connotation that it's a male thing, but I That's don't think why it I, I don't like that word because I think it's rooted in sort of like... Old the origins of it are just like, you know, we've all watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, so the bastard like, children are like cast aside. No one likes yeah. them. So like, I think kids can use that word against other kids to make them feel bad about themselves. Well, this is a conversation we've had too, where it's like, that's really not going to be a, that much of a problem as the Suds baby grows up because there are so many parents who aren't married who have that's like true. And we know families. And we, I mean, we know people in that Yeah. Situation. And we have friends and, you know... Even so she'll know a of lot pod. of them. Yeah, so it's not going to be that big of a problem. <laughs> I just don't like it because I think there's really jerk kids who know kind of... I don't think they fully know what that means, but then they say it. And then a kid's like, Mom, what does that mean? And then you have to explain like the origin. Yeah. Or it'll be... They and then f- they're going to feel bad about themselves because why? Their parents chose not to get married. They shouldn't feel bad about that. Yeah, or it's something like where a kid finds out... A kid on the playground finds out what it means and then it's like hey, Suds baby, are your parents married? And she'll be like, no. And then they'll be like, oh, well, you're a bastard. Yeah. And then, yeah, we have to have a conversation about, and we might have to get married just to avoid that problem. (laughs) We'll just lie to her and say, honey, we're married. No one. Yeah, we'll just say we had a small ceremony. We didn't allow photography. There's no record of it. We can Photoshop it. it. No problem. Yeah, we'll just like get a picture of a bride and groom and just Photoshop our heads on it. Yeah. Perfect. That's good. Okay. Although so I have to say, beside... I think one of, maybe when it happens and it's my kid, I won't like it as much, but I do have to say, I think one of the funniest things is hearing little kids swear. Right. I think it's so funny and that is so immature of me, but I think it's funny also because I think they don't know what they're saying. Right. So they say it because they've heard someone say those words, but they don't understand what they are. Right. So sometimes they're just saying it because they just think it's another word. Is there That's any funny. way we could train the Suds baby to only be allowed to swear at home? And then it's like outside of the home. Well, I no think, good. I mean, I think everyone has at home behaviors that you would never do at someone else's house and you would never do in public. Right. But Language I mean, the, is hard though. But kids need to be kind of told that early on. They learn that later. But if you, you know, they start swearing at a young age if they hear it enough. Well, I don't think we want her to be swearing. No, I know. I'm not saying we want her to. It's just, meh. I don't know. Anyway, so we're good with damn and pissed, but the others can all go. Yeah. 
Okay, we didn't get into any like hardcore four letter words, so no. I think we're pretty. <laughs> I think I think we're pretty sure if that we those go are all with the see you next Tuesdays are not allowed. No, <laughs> no, unless we're in England, and then it's fine. But what about H E double hockey sticks? Oh yeah, I didn't even get to that one. I'm <laughs> That's okay how you'd get that. around it. Well, we're not really religious people, so maybe it's okay for that one. I think it's almost worse if a kid's like. H-E double hockey sticks. It's like, you know the word is bad, so you found some dumb way around it. I think it's That's just, almost worse. I think it says more about our culture in Canada of, like, we had to put hockey stick in something. Well, because it's an L. Yeah, I know what it is, <laughs> but we don't spell things out in all caps, so why is it an L with, like, a... It's a capital L that makes hockey. I think for the Summer Games, Brit, we should change it to H-E double javelin. Javelin's kind of a cool sport, isn't it? Yeah, there's a guy in our neighborhood who does it. Yes, there is a gentleman who goes to and, the park in javelins. Yeah, and I always feel like I'm a bit mesmerized by what's going on. I could probably beat him at javelin. Could definitely beat him at shot put, for sure. So you're not beating him at javelin. Okay, but I could beat him at shot put. Maybe. Okay. Well, that was the only ribbon I got at track and field as a kid was in shot put, I think. See, we didn't have shot put when I was a kid. We had ball throw. So it was just like you took a softball and whoever could whip it down the field the furthest. Oh my furthest. god, that's so dumb. Well, I mean, you can't, like a kid in grade five can't really shot put. No, we didn't have shot put till like grade seven. I don't even think we had shot puts in my elementary school. We did school. at grade seven. Well, I in think grade I got seven a ribbon and, for that. Yes, in grade seven and eight we had that, but not yeah. in grade five and six. Yeah, I didn't do it before then. But, but what I'm saying is in grade five and six we had things like ball Oh, they throw. just didn't even have it. Yeah, so I think that was their way of creating shot put for younger kids we got these softballs let's have you just throw them okay Britt well I think we're at the time where we need to give our review of strength in numbers golden ale from jackass brewing Britt do you want to go first or second I'll go second you go first okay Drew so is it a thrill will or a swill um I think it's just a will for me golden ale is an interesting beer you don't see it that often which is nice um this one tastes good I've had better but this one's good. I like the fact that there's some donations happening. Although I have to say, in doing some research, it wasn't super, super clear what the donations well, were. It, it was like, we're donating to PTSD. It's involved with uh, Portraits well, of Honor, which doesn't here, really mention PTSD. Portraits of Honor Charitable Foundation appreciates your donation. So it must be going to Portraits of Honor. They must just be donating to Portraits of Honor, but Portraits of Honor doesn't really reference PTSD a lot in their media okay. online, because I checked out their website too. So it's a little bit hazy. I don't mind um, purchasing beer if it's, you know, if there's a donation to a good cause. Uh, that's that's great, but it's just a will for me. Britt, I'm going to go back to you. Is it a thrill, will, or swill? I think I'm pretty there with you with the will. I think, and I don't, I feel like this is mean, but... If it's a charity that does portraits of fallen soldiers, why isn't one of their portraits on the can? Great. Great viewpoint on that. Like... I mean, that seems like a I don't no get brainer. it. And yeah. to me, honestly, if they had a portrait of, I guess you say, fallen soldier or fallen first responder, I think it maybe would garner a little bit more engagement. That's true. Because... You could have like something on here about, or it could be like, find us on Instagram to find out about you know, who this person was. Yeah. You could almost um, do also like a, a, like a limited release, like collective arts does. Where yeah. You have like multi- every you label. Have, you know, you have like a hundred um, cans with this person, a hundred cans with this person. Jackass is a lot smaller scale than yeah. collective arts. So I get if they can't have different labels, like cost effectiveness maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. I have to say 
the label, I think, could have been a bit better. And I think they should have used a portrait from it, Portraits of Honor. Cause yeah. I, but whatever. It just doesn't um, fully convey the message. Also, maybe time of year, like around November, around Yeah, November's it is day. kind of a weird time to release this. Yeah. In that sense, because I think... But then at the same time, I think it's good because... Should be a lot of these round. charities get like they get huge donations in November right. because it's top of mind. It's like every charity at Christmas they get so much. So sometimes it's nice to do things throughout the year to support these places because they're not they're probably not getting anything in July. Yeah, that's a good point. So, so it it's kind really of good. What time of year. It's kind of good in that sense that I think it's like um, you know helps them out in a time of year where they're not getting. But I think they should have used a portrait of honor portrait yeah. on the can i find yeah. that maybe a bit weird that they didn't well i mean it's not weird it's just maybe something that they need to look at in the future if they're going to continue on yeah. kind of running that uh, collaboration but that's a that's a great point brit i mean i almost i hope if you're listening jackass i mean maybe take that into consideration or it's don't a, i mean it's a good beer i think i probably if we go back there and they had this i would definitely i would buy it again i have to say from this trip i also got some irish red um, that they had there, and from the trip in Christmas, everything they've made, I've yeah. really enjoyed. And I remember, very, very I can't quality. remember what beer it was at Christmas, but I remember being like, "Whoa, this is really good." Yeah, and being like, "Wow, I'm, I really like this." Yeah. So it's worth going back to for sure. Yeah, it's definitely worth hitting up uh, Cambridge, especially this one's just right off Hessler Road, so it's not that far. It's about twenty minutes drive from Guelph, so. Head on over to Jackass Brewing and go to a couple other craft brewers over there in Cambridge. Support kind of our local neighbors. Well, Britt, we're going to take a little commercial break here, even though there's no commercial. And we're going to come back. It's a The Golden Ale Trail continues with our next beer, but there's a little bit of a twist on this one. Ooh. So you're going to want to stay tuned, everybody. This is the Sudscast. Sudscast. Oh, wella, 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 welcome back. I tried something different there, but what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, this is the second beer of the podcast. Um, Britt, the Golden Ale Trail continues with this next one, but before we can get into it, I believe you have a public service announcement you usually do when we come back from the commercial break. It's time for us to close our eyes, recline our seats if capable, put our feet up also if capable, and doze off and reminisce into some sort of heat-driven dream world we like to call the Brits bit. 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 So, anyway, I think so we didn't know about the main So, according to the internet, so, I was on the internet. So, last episode, we had Burgers and Brews on, Dan. Yeah, at Burgers and Brews, yeah. We did a fantasy burger draft. Yes, we did. And I think he chose Bernoise onions. Yeah, there was some, he, uh, one of the things he drafted was Bernoise onions. So I think, okay, I don't think McDonald's would call them Bernoise onions, but they use like chopped white onions on their burger. Okay, yeah, I kind of said they were like McDonald's style. Did you? Yeah, but I remember like McDonald's places, used to have these really tiny yeah, onions. Some places do just like a ring. Yes. Which is sometimes a bit much. Anyways, so Bernoise is just a cutting style. Okay. They're just really small, like, I don't know, like three millimeter cubes or something. Okay, so it's specific to, like, the cube? Yeah, I think they're like a cube. They're a small, like, cube style. Okay. Any smaller than Bernoise is considered minced. Oh, okay. So I think some stuff I was reading, it's like if you julienne, 
your stuff, then you could cut them and then they're burnoise. Or then some people on the internet was like, were like, so, you know, you take your onion, you cut it in half, you put the flat side on your cutting board, mm-hmm. and then you do like, you know, three cuts, not all the way through, and then you turn it around and do like six, and then you chop it. Okay. So can you burnoise other vegetables? I think so. It's a, just oh, a cutting style. Interesting. Right? You can mince other things. You can burnoise. It's, so it's just the cutting style. That's what I understand. See, I mean, if there's any chefs listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah, that's what I understood it. It's just us, a, a way of cutting. If you're a chef out there and you think we've screwed up in the Brits bit, you know, send us a DM. Comment in the comment sections on the post. Send us a Gmail. Always looking for feedback, good or bad. So it's just a cutting style. When he yeah. said that, I was like, I knew it wasn't a type of onion. But yeah, it's I not thought, like a Vidalia onion. I thought it was like a method of cooking the onion. No, it's just a way to chop them. It's literally just a chopping thing. Yeah. Wow. Right, like if you want a julienne. Right. Because I know when we, we when we make burgers, like if I'm going to put onions on, I usually just slice it thin, like thin slices yeah. of, of a ring, I guess, or like a half ring. But it's probably a better method because you get better distribution of onion. Well, like I don't it. like eating a raw onion ring like that. Yeah, because then sometimes it's too much and on. then sometimes they leave some of like the skin part on, so then you take a bite and it's like stuck in your mouth. Yeah, or like you take a bite and you go to pull away and it like drags yeah, yeah. the whole onion yeah. out. That's no good. Okay, no good. Okay, so from now on, we're gonna do all of our onions bernoise. Now, would that be similar to just diced onions? Yeah, but I think diced is probably bigger. Because yeah. if the next size down is minced. Right. And I feel like I read three millimeters in size. Three millimeters. Wow. I could be like not even. <laughs> I could have no clue what I'm talking about. I know that there is like that dichotomy of, of yeah. like cuts and stuff when you're talking about vegetables and, and chef preparatory work. Well. What's thanks. it? What do they call it on Top Chef when they make them all do that? Uh, prep. Yeah. But oh, rem- mise en place. Yeah. It's a mise en place Mise challenge. en place. The French way of saying prep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Brit, for another interesting and informational Brit's bit. You're welcome. Okay, Brit, we got beer number two. The Golden Ale Trail goes on. We got another Golden Ale up next. And Brit, do you want to crack this can? Sure. Crack on. What is it? We've got Trailblazer Golden Ale from Rally Beer Co. Ooh. Ooh. We should have done a side-by-side to compare the color. Well, this color is a little bit different. And I'll tell you why in a second. Trailblazer Golden Ale from Rally Beer Co. is 4.9% ABB. Rally Beer Co. is from Thornbury, Ontario. And this can is sold in the LCBO for $3.25. Cheers, Britt. This isn't gold. This no, is it's like not. peachy or pinky. No. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. This beer, it says right on the front of the can below what the beer is. It just says electrolytes. Okay. So there's two specific ingredients in this that are different than the strength and numbers golden ale. One of which is black currants. That's what's giving the the black currant is what's giving it this kind of peachy, purpley pink color. I bet. Yeah, it's kind of giving it a bit of a hue. And then the other ingredient is sea salts. Well, that's how they're getting the electrolytes. Right. So the so Rally Beer Co. They only produce three beers from the research that I did. One of which is non-alcoholic. The other one is an IPA that's only 99 calories. Now, this Trailblazer Golden Ale is 200 calories. And do you know how we know that? They have the nutritional info on the can. Britt, you might correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first beer 
the first non non-alcoholic beer, so alcoholic beer, we've reviewed that's actually had the nutritional information on the can. Yeah, maybe. I don't care about that because I'm just a bit I'm a bit dubious here. Mm-hmm. What are you dubious well, of? Well, the sodium content is 60 milligrams, which is only 3% of your daily value. I'm no nutritionist. Right. I don't know much about electrolytes, okay. but I thought electrolytes were essentially sodium. Are yeah. they is that is electrolytes the salt? I'm not sure really what make what makes an electrolyte. You could be right on that. I know Gatorade and similar products do have high sodium contents. Right. So Well, I think there's a certain level of gimmick to it, but you know, this beer. Now, if I could just have the can written, I'm gonna read the can media here. Thirsty? Trailblazer is our OG flagship golden ale, crafted with post-adventures in mind. It's refreshing, unfiltered, and formulated with artisanal salts and black currant for a highly electrolytic beer. So did black currants give you electrolytes? There must be something about that, or maybe they're sort of like a, a det- like an antioxidant or something like that. But it is an interesting thing, I have to say. Visiting the Rally Beer Co. website to kind of get some recon on this beer, it's a very interesting brewery model in that it's sort of, we're a brewery that makes beer, but we're kind of, we're sort of trying to make beer that's more approachable to people who maybe are like athletes or are big into like sport and fitness, but maybe want to have a beer every now and then, but they don't want to have one that's like well, insane amount of calories or is like a high percentage a beer, of alcohol. If you're watching your calorie count, this isn't the beer because it's 200 calories. And honestly, I don't want to just slag this beer off, but honestly for 200 calories, there's other beers I would ra- way rather have. Yes. But the interesting thing is that other beers aren't even telling you how many calories are in right, their beers. Right, but... So you might be drinking a 300-calorie beer. I don't think so. I know, I'm just saying. I don't know. There's something about it that just... I guess when you say you have electrolytes in it, like... I guess what I need to do is I need to compare, like, another electrolyte drink, how... What is their sodium content? And that would give me a better understanding of, is this a bit more gimmicky and doesn't really have electrolytes in it? Or is this legit? Because I could be judging it a little early. Because to me, it doesn't seem like there's tons of electrolyte in it. So then, I don't know. Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with you kind of being skeptical about the claim. I think the thing for me is that it's just an interesting concept that nobody else has really I guess. is really entering the space doing that. So I think that the point that Rally Beer Co. is trying to make is that you know, if you were looking to have like a big night, you know, have like having six of these trailblazers is probably still not really advisable if you're like big <laughs> yeah. into fitness and, you know. Well, this is the thing. Is this going to like, if I have one of these like before bed after I've had four other beers, am I just going to be like waking up feeling good because I've pumped myself with electrolytes and hydrated? Well, probably there, not. There's only one way to find out. Yeah, I guess I'll have to test that theory, Drew. Well, I I don't know. I think I'm just very interested in this concept. Also, they only have two beers that are alcoholic. I mean, that being said, the beer itself doesn't taste bad. It's not like, oh, this is bad, I won't drink it. I guess what I'm just... And this is a role role reversal. Because I feel like you are normally the skeptic. And you're really into it. I'm normally... Like, oh, yeah, this is great. Electrolytes. Just but, believe anything you're told, you mean? Yeah. Um, but I'm a little, I don't know, I'm a bit unsure. But the 
take away the electrolytes, the beer itself is not horrible. It's not horrible, but I would say that it definitely does not impart the same sort of golden ale flavors that no. the strength and numbers You can did. taste the sweetness from the black currants, I think. Yeah, and there's also, there is like a bit of, similarly with the strength and numbers golden ale from Jackass in the first segment, it does, this this Trailblazer golden ale is kind of making me thirsty after I'm drinking it. Well, that could be the sodium content. Well, that would probably, yeah, that would be the sodium right. there, yeah. So it's kind of interesting to, it's interesting to me that they made a golden ale and then did this with it because it's kind of like, I don't know, you know, if you're putting salt in something, well, a Gosa style, Gosa style beer has, traditionally has right. salt. Well, this so like is- you'd almost think like, why wouldn't you just make that beer? I but, think the name is interesting in the sense, like, don't people say, like, you know, if you've had too much to drink, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, hey, let's rally. It's 1130. We got to rally so we can still go out. Well, I think that the term you might be thinking of is boot and rally. And I okay. think that has to do with, like, vomiting and then rallying to just start was, drinking again. I've heard people say puke and rally. Puke and rally, boot and rally. Yeah, there's something with rally. But... And then, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's related, but this somewhat reminds me of cycling. Well, yeah. So, on their website, there is, like, a lot of pictures of people cycling, which is also interesting. Like, even on the website, there's no real pictures of anybody even drinking beer. It's kind of interesting. You'd almost think, like, this isn't a beer, a brewery. It's Hmm. sort of like a health sort of thing. Maybe they're trying to sell more of a lifestyle. Yeah. And they also had images from, like, they do trail cleanups where they collect garbage and stuff. And, like, there was a lot of, you know, things like that and community involvement. And it wasn't so much about, like, you know, partying and getting together and, like, oh, let's have some beers. And that's why the rally, it might not be related, but that's what... But then, but the name's rally with electrolytes, to me, that's what I think of. It's like, oh, man... I've had too much. And then your friend's like, oh, come on, rally. We're going out. We're going out. And then they throw you one of these. You drink it. And bam. You have those electrolytes. You get. You're ready to go. Batteries recharged almost immediately. That's what it feels like. But maybe that's just more quarantine, you know, just feeling cooped up. So everyone's ready to kind of rally and go out. I don't know. Well, I mean, it's the name of the brewery. So there must be some connection with i think there is some sort of connection with cycling i mean if you're in thornbury that's kind of up near collingwood so i know when those like country more uh like country road areas there's a lot of like cycling community because there's a lot of open road to bike on right thing like things like that so there wasn't anything specific on there there's also something here on the can brit one percent for the planet yeah so i don't know what that means that must mean one percent of all their sales go to uh some environmental organization okay that's cool i forgot to look that up we might have to look that up i mean oh take everything out the electrolytes whatever it's not a horrible tasting beer it's not quite as crisp as the strength in numbers Mm -hmm. there's a little bit more like i don't know mouth something hanging around in your mouth a little bit more than the strength in numbers yeah a little bit more crisp yeah um but I definitely could see, like, if you've been working outside all day and you're done for the day, like, this would be probably taste really good Yeah. at, like, 3.30 on, like, a 30-degree day. Yeah. Or if you've been working out or you've, like, gone on, like, a huge bike ride and you're stopping for a beer, like, I think this is something you would gravitate to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that has anything to do with the fact that, his, that it has electrolytes. I think that more has to do with its 4.9%. Yeah, 
It's a light beer. Well, I have to say, like, 4.9% beer, it could be lighter. You know, I'm actually surprised it's that high of a percentage of alcohol. Whereas their their IPA that they make, it's the 99 calories, a short can. It's only three and a half. So it's like a micro IPA. So it's kind of like with that beer, to me, they've sort of been like, okay, well, we're going to lower the percentage of alcohol and then it's less alcoholic. Whereas right. this, it's kind of like, this is, you know, 4.95%. That's a golden ale ABV. That's like standard. I mean, there's no... the. I guess I thought beer always had sugar, but I guess it's just carbs. There's no sugar. Well, there would be some sugar, but like... It says zero. Yeah, so it's actually... It's it's starch in the form of sugar. It's, it's maybe, non-fermentable sugar. Maybe potassium is the electrolytes. Uh, that's possible. I don't I know. Like I it is interesting know. when you look at... It is interesting to... That's why I'm very intrigued by the fact they have the nutritional content on I know. On we should there. have done more research. It's because you don't... Most people don't really know what comprises the caloric content no. of a beer. But I would think... I believe that most beers around this percentage of alcohol are probably on a similar caloric count. Yeah, I would say that that's The potassium accurate. and the sodium might not be the same because I'm wondering if that's the electrolyte stuff. Yeah. No, I think you're right there. It's probably around the same. All I know about potassium is from, there's like, is it Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Or Uh, the second one or the third one? There is a movie called that. Yeah. What is the Do you remember in one of them, I can't remember, either the kid or the dad is going into, not shock, but like fainting because they're low on potassium. And someone's like, get him a banana. Those are high in potassium. Yeah. And then they eat the banana and they're fine. I don't remember that. That might be in the third. Is there three or two Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Well, there was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. And then I think the next one was Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And then there was another one that the parents got shrunk. I think it was in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Yeah, because Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, I saw that in theaters. I don't really remember much about it. There was something about a bit of... A kid needing potassium and okay. the kid learning from Rick Moranis' character that bananas have potassium. Oh, interesting. Hmm. I never saw the third one. I think the third one was straight to DVD. Wait, I don't know. Anyway, now I don't know if sodium is an electrolyte or the potassium. Well, it's going to be on the next episode's Brit Yeah, we're going to have to really drill it down. this down. Yeah, we're going to have to figure that out. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, I think it's time we give a review. Just getting back to it, Brit, I think the third Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, it was... Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, because I think it was the parents. Although it wasn't all the actors who played the original parents, I don't think were in it. Don't know that. Yeah, I don't know for sure. Well, mm. that might also be in next episode's Brit bit, Brit's bit. So, well, Brit, I think it's time we give a review of Trailblazer Golden Ale from Rally Beer Co. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay, Brit, is it a thrill, will, or a swill? Mm, it's like a will to will minus. Oh, okay, well, I mean... Let's just say Will Minus, because if I compare it to Strength in Numbers from a Golden Ale perspective, Strength in Numbers was better. Okay, well, that was... I was going to ask you which one you prefer. Strength in Numbers. I do appreciate the calories on there. I think that is helpful. I sometimes do like to know that the can is a bit boring. I think it's right in line, though, with what you're seeing with most breweries. It, yes, it's boring going, because that's what they, they're doing. Um, this 1% for the planet could be interesting in the sense that, you know, maybe they are donating proceeds to environmental groups. So I think that is good. I'm still on the fence whether this is a bit more, is this gimmicky or is this legit? 
Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, I think it the taste wasn't bad. Right. I think taste would be a will, but I'm giving it a will minus based on like a bit unsure and the can. It's boring, but sometimes I kind of like that sort of basic, this is what we are. Mm-hmm. Um, how much was it? Uh, $3.25. Oh, well, that's a pretty decent price for a can of craft beer. I don't know. I'm hovering. I can't decide between a will and a will minus, so we'll just leave it somewhere in there. Okay, we're going to leave it at a will. Let's leave it at a will divider. Div- dividing. Okay. okay. The line with the two dots. Okay. Drew, thrill, will, or swill? Britt, you actually laid out a lot of the points that are going to lead me to give this a thrill minus. Whoa. We're really off on this. Yeah, I know. I'm actually really surprised. I thought you would be on board with this one, but I'm actually shocked how much I'm on board with it. (laughs) I think part of it is that I kind of did the research for the episode, so it's like I maybe learned a little bit more or kind of got a little bit more in I mean, I could sound like a real idiot next episode when I say like potassium is electrolytes and there's like a lot of potassium in this. Right, right. So I could eat my words, but... Um, Can design, yeah, not that great. Uh, I don't really enjoy the beer that much. It's okay. I don't, I'm not like a huge fan of a flavored golden ale with black currant to me and, and sea salt. Like to me, that's almost... Didn't need to do it that way. I think... It doesn't taste salty. We've had way saltier beers. Well, yeah. If you have a Gosa, it's like... I mean, those are salty. Remember we had that beer when we were on the East Coast a couple years ago? And it was made with like salt water? Yeah. So that's how Gosa beers were made. That was salty. Yeah. So I mean, I think maybe what they were going with is they wanted to do like a traditional ale and then just impart their sort of philosophy of the electrolytes and stuff and maybe the antioxidants with black currant. Oh, I had a joke. Okay. I'm saltier than this beer. <laughs> nice. Are you though? I'm salty about the beer. Yeah, you are actually. I'm saltier salty. about the beer than the beer is salty. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that if they made this a gosa, you would have been totally fine to black current it up yeah, and salt it up. Yeah, I think you're right. But I think maybe part of the problem is that that beer style turns off people because they don't know what it is. I Whereas think, golden ale, it's like, oh, it's an ale. It's golden. I Even think, though this yeah, isn't really golden. I think this is. I think a golden ale, ale is more accessible. Mm-hmm. People will drink it. People won't always try a gosa if you say that's – is that how you say it? Yeah. Well, something like Ghost. that. doesn't matter. But yeah. People I, will stray away from that. The, and mere, if you, the mere fact that you don't know how to say yeah. it is kind of indicative of the problem of right. creating that And beer. if you're a brewery that only has two or three beers and only like one or two out of those as alcoholic, I think you need to be as accessible as possible for people. Yeah. So that's kind of what I didn't like about it. But what I do like about it is like we talked about the nutritional information on there. I think that's a really bold move to make. And also um, the fact that they're trying something a little bit different and that the brewery sort stands for something beyond just hey we make really good beer and look at this triple ipa and blah 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 yeah. and it's like well no we're actually going to move into this different space of we're doing this for people who are into fitness and still want to have a beer and enjoy a beer and you know we're doing these cleanup things we do the one percent for the planet to me that's a more interesting concept than just well we put some fruit in this beer just because it's fun yeah, I mean, it is It is kind of neat that they're kind of throwing this electrolyte thing in there. I remember, I think we've talked about this before, but, I mean, 
eons ago. I feel like we did a duathlon. Yeah. And I remember crossing the finish line and getting a non-alcoholic beer. Yes. And I remember thinking, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. Yeah. And... I think this could be that. Yeah, well, like if they had this at the finish line and oh. it's like, oh, but you have to pay, people would pay. I would I would have paid for this. Are you right. kidding me? So maybe that's part of it too. That's part of the marketing is they're trying – maybe they are doing that yeah. already. It's possible. I mean, I would go for this after I just did like a half marathon. I would have this over a Bud Light. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's a thrill minus for me. The minus just comes from me not really enjoying the beer, but the thrill is everything else beyond right. that. So. Cool. Yeah. Interesting, Britt. I, I have to agree with you, though. If I went with a golden ale, it would have to be the strength and numbers. Yeah. I think it's just more traditional of the style. I agree. I think that the Rally uh, tr- uh, Trailblazer, maybe just they need to, if they changed up the beer style and didn't call yeah. it a golden ale, that might be better. Well, Britt, that's another his and hers episode in the books. We're rolling well through summer. We are. And as usual, it's time for us to say our goodbye cheers. And okay. you are desperately looking around to see where... I remember it. Can you remember it? Or is there... Drew's got the lyrics. It's been a blast. And now it's time to end the cast. We said some cheers and drank some beers. Goodbyes are always hard. Come back soon and bring some buds. We'll be waiting with a bottle of suds. And electrolytes. <laughs>